What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. The Berrien County Road Department worker who was killed when struck by a vehicle while on the job on Wednesday has been identified as 57-year-old William Mac Isom of Baroda. He was a more than 20-year veteran of the local road agency. Berrien County Administrator Brian DeSette says the mood at the county is somber today. The best way I can put it is just awful. We started our morning with uh, roughly 80 road department workers uh, meeting at the uh, the road department. Uh, we went through a debrief of what occurred yesterday and then had uh, grief counseling services on site to assist anyone that's struggling with what occurred yesterday. DeSette says this is another reminder for drivers to be extra careful when in work zones. Isom was working to clear a tree branch that had fallen over Redbud Trail in Ordoco Township yesterday when police say a drunk driver crashed into the branch. He was the lead department worker at the Baroda Garage. He went to work to serve the public, and at roughly 3 o'clock on uh, Redbud and snow, he was working to clear debris from uh, a road right-of-way, and he was struck. The driver, 34-year-old Taylor Johnson of Buchanan, was arraigned today. He's charged with operating while intoxicated, causing death. Desette says the county is now working with Myosha. He says police provided excellent su- service and support for the county following the crash. Governor Gretchen Whitmer has signed the largest Michigan state budget ever. While signing the spending plan at Wednesday in Detroit, the governor said the budget does not raise taxes and instead uses a significant amount of one-time funding. The $76 billion spending plan includes a school aid budget that totals $17.5 billion. The governor said the budget also adds $180 million to the state's rainy day fund. This um, strategy really is important and it's working. We've got, you know, we, we aren't out of the soup. We are bracing for what may be tough times ahead, but I think the prudent way that we've designed this budget will help us sustain those fundamental investments and be able to really put Michigan on a long-term path for prosperity. The budget also includes funds for a new veterans home in Marquette and a veterans cemetery in Grayling. Residents of Benton Harbor have recycled more than 20,000 pounds of empty water bottles through a plastic water bottle recycling program offered during a State of Michigan water distribution hours. According to the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, nine trailers of empty water bottles have been processed, and a tenth trailer is currently accepting empty water bottles. More than 16 million bottles of free water have been given out to Benton Harbor residents since September of 2021. That's as lead water service lines are replaced throughout the city. The U.S. Senate on Wednesday advanced legislation to boost the domestic production of computer chips. The legislation provides $50 billion in subsidies to U.S. computer chip manufacturers. Congressman Fred Upton says it's the renewed effort to boost chip production after an effort fell short last year. The Senate passed legislation a year ago with 70, 80 votes that would bring back manufacturing of chips, whether they be for cars, appliances, phones. We've lost a big share of the market, to the, particularly to the Chinese. Upton says that the Senate passed the CHIPS bill through a procedural hurdle Wednesday. It could give final give the package final approval this or next week. 
Upton says it would then go to the House. He says the new package will help to ensure the nation has a reliable supply of the chips it needs to run computers and cars and to make the next round of advances in things like quantum computing and hypersonics. Meanwhile, the U.S. House has approved legislation to protect access to contraception. The move came in response to the U.S. Supreme Court's recent decision to end abortion rights, as comments written by Justice Clarence Thomas suggested the court could do away with more rights. The Right to Contraception Act approved today seeks to, quote, protect a person's ability to access contraceptives and to engage in contraception and to protect a health care provider's ability to provide contraceptives, contraception, and information related to contraception. The bill would nationally guarantee access to medications to prevent pregnancy from occurring. Among the eight Republicans who joined all the House Democrats to vote for the bill today was Congressman Fred Upton. Also joining him were Liz Cheney and Nancy Mace, Anthony Gonzalez, John Katko, Brian Fitzpatrick, Maria Salazar, and Adam Kinzinger. It's unlikely the bill will get Senate approval. Earlier this week, the House voted to protect same-sex marriage rights, also with Upton voting in support. In that case, 47 Republicans voted with the Democrats. A Benton Harbor woman has been killed. More from Michael Arney. A 30-year-old Lansing man is in the Berrien County Jail, allegedly for shooting and killing a 33-year-old Benton Harbor woman last night. Police say the two had been arguing in Jeep. She was shot one time in the head. Both were outside of the vehicle on the ground when officers arrived. The man was not hurt. He was arrested on several charges, including open murder. No names at this point have been released. I'm Michael Arney reporting. The Bridgman Open Air Market will be hosting its first ever Christmas in July market on a Sunday, July 24th. That's this Sunday. Organizer Nick Schmidt says he expects more than 50 vendors to take part in the Christmas-themed event. And we will have Santa and a couple of elves that will be there for people to take pictures with. We'll have Christmas music playing. All the booths will be decorated. All the crafters will be bringing a lot of their Christmas decor, their Christmas things for sale. Basically everything you'd see at a Christmas market in December, you should see here. Schmidt said there will be food vendors on site as well, including barbecue truck Pigs by Biggs. For more information on what vendors will be at the event, you can go to uh, Bridgman Open Mark- the Bridgman Open Air Market's Facebook page. Set for the weekend of August 5th is the Benton Harbor River Fest. Event committee co-chair Trenton Bowens tells us they'll have a wide variety of music. Over three days along the riverfront. We got blues, country, R&B, rap, neo-soul, jazz, gospel. It's a three-day music festival in downtown in Bitten Harbor at the river. And we're having several different vendors. People can come out and support, listen to different music and fellowship and have a great time in the city. Bowen says there will be plenty of good food and the highlight will be the R&B singer Glenn Jones. This is the second year for Riverfest after it was brought back last year following a lengthy hiatus. Tickets are $25 in advance and $35 at the door. The event will be held at 800 Riverview Drive. Bowen says this year's festival is bigger than last year, and he looks forward to making next year's festival bigger than this year's. And the West Michigan Tourist Association is urging travelers and residents of the region alike to explore some local breweries. Spokesperson Aaron Murphy tells us you can book a guided beer tour or make your own beer trail map as you check out the wide variety of brews available. I think there's something special about the summertime and just having like a nice cold beverage on a hot summer day that I think people really enjoy and appreciate. I think there's a lot of ways that you can explore breweries as well. Murphy says a lot of people start in Grand Rapids or Kalamazoo where you can find Bell's Eccentric Cafe and then they head over to Berrien and Van Buren counties. 
She recommends the livery in Benton Harbor. They host a lot of live music, which is great, really all year long, but especially in the summertime, they're hosting a lot of live music. They've got some really great food specials as well, too. They just released a fan favorite beer, the Easy Keeper, that coincided with the live music that they're having returned there. Murphy also recommends River St. Joe and Silver Harbor Brewing in St. Joe and Round Barn Brewery and Public House in Baroda. A beer tourist might stop in South Haven, where there are three breweries to choose from. And, of course, we'd never forget Bell's Eccentric Cafe in Kalamazoo. You can make a beer trail map or go on a guided beer tour. We'll have more information on our website. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues. President Biden tested positive for COVID-19 this morning. The White House says he's experiencing, quote, very mild symptoms and has started taking the treatment drug Paxlovid. ABC's Karen Travers has the latest on what the president tweeted and what the White House is saying. President Biden tweeted he's doing, quote, great. Hours after the White House announced he tested positive for COVID-19, the president adding, quote, keeping busy. The tweet included a photo of Mr. Biden at a desk wearing a blazer and white dress shirt, a half-empty water bottle and papers in front of him. The president was scheduled to travel from Pennsylvania to Delaware tonight and spend the weekend at his home there. But instead, he'll isolate here at the White House. Karen Travers, ABC News. The White House. President Biden reporting a runny nose, fatigue, and an occasional dry cough from the COVID infection. He tested positive today at the White House. He started taking an antiviral pill that's been shown to reduce the chances of severe disease. His infection was detected first with an antigen test, the same type that many Americans use at home. It was then confirmed with a PCR test. Biden felt tired last night and didn't sleep well. He's fully vaccinated and twice boosted. The White House says the president will work in isolation until he tests negative. In Washington, lawyers for former President Trump White House chief strategist Steve Bannon have rested their case in Bannon's contempt of Congress trial. More from ABC's Justin Finch. Closing arguments are now planned for Friday in Steve Bannon's contempt of Congress trial. The former Trump White House chief strategist is on trial for refusing to comply with January 6th committee subpoenas. Bannon's lawyers argued for Bannon's acquittal, saying federal prosecutors haven't argued a strong case. Bannon also waiving his right to testify, citing the advice of his counsel and supporters. Prosecutors rested their case Wednesday. Just Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. Threats against election officials in the U.S. have risen to such a level that those attending a conference this week in Wisconsin were not given the agenda until after they arrived. They were also warned not to wear their name tags in public and were shuttled to an undisclosed location for trivia night. It's not just gatherings of elections officials either. Threats and the potential for violence have led to much tighter security at gatherings of public officials this summer. That includes the meeting of the National Governors Association in Maine, where security was the highest in the state in decades. The Kremlin is attempting to shut down rumors that Russian President Vladimir Putin's health is deteriorating. More from ABC's Ines de la Quatera at the Foreign Desk. The Kremlin saying Russian President Putin is in good health amid rumors the 69-year-old might be ill. This after he canceled a foreign trip. Putin also coughed during a public appearance on Wednesday. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov saying, quote, Everything is fine with his health. You know that Ukrainian information specialists and American and British ones have been throwing out various fakes about the state of the president's health in recent months. These are nothing but fakes, end quote. Inez de la Quatera, ABC News, at the Foreign Desk. Two Republican border state governors who are investing billions of dollars on immigration enforcement have found indirect support from the Democratic mayors of Washington and New York. 
The mayor's recent overtures for federal aid is in response to Texas and Arizona busing migrants away from the border. It's a months-old practice that's been long on political theater and short on practical impact. The mayors want compensation for bust migrants. New York Mayor Eric Adams has said incorrectly the two states are paying migrants to go to a city. There's a rare case of polio in New York. More from Aaron Katursky. Health officials said polio was detected in someone who lives in Rockland County, north of New York City, the first case of the virus in this state in nearly a decade. Officials did not say who the person is, what condition they're in, or whether they're vaccinated. Polio was eradicated in the United States in 1979, but occasionally travelers have brought infections into the country. The last one was 2013. Health officials said the infected person appeared to have a strain of the virus derived from a live vaccine, which is not administered in the U.S., but is given in other countries. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. And for embattled Uvalde School District Police Chief Peter Arredondo, the other shoe may be about to drop. ABC's Jim Ryan says officials in that South Texas town will hold a rare Saturday school board meeting. The Uvalde School District's Board of Trustees will go behind closed doors, which is allowed under state law because a personnel matter is being discussed. The only item on the agenda for that executive session is a recommendation to terminate Pete Arredondo as district police chief. Arredondo has been assigned a large part of the blame for the halting police response to the Robb Elementary School massacre. After the closed-door session, the school board will vote in public on Arredondo's employment. Jim Ryan, ABC News, Dallas. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.